Welcome to the Black Women Unfiltered Podcast, a podcast where we encourage and empower Black women to speak their unfiltered truth about life experiences. I am your host, Whitney Sale. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of the podcast. Today is my solo episode where I'm going to speak a little bit about my reflections of the year 2020. And before I get started in the episode, I just want to say thank you all so much for the love and support. We have reached already 100 downloads. That's so exciting. Um, I couldn't even imagine that was actually one of my quarter one goals, but looks like I'll have to set new goals for the new year. But thank you all so much for listening coming back and listening to the episodes that I've had so far. So if you're listening to this episode for the first time, and this is your first time listening to me and my podcast, I'm going to reintroduce myself. My name is Whitney Sam. I am the founder and the creator of Black Women Unfiltered Podcast. And I started this podcast because I wanted to encourage and empower and educate Black women on topics in our culture that We don't discuss often. Some of them might be uncomfortable. Some of them we just may not have the knowledge base on, or you just haven't ran into that right person to give you the guidance. So I'm super excited to see where this journey takes me and where it takes you all as well. For those who are my faithful listeners, I am still getting used to the sound of my voice. Um, The mic is real. And sometimes I'm like, is that how I really sound? But I guess it is. And I guess you guys enjoy it too much. You haven't turned me off yet. So truth moment. I was a little nervous coming to the chair for a solo episode because it's my first one and I don't really know um, how it's going to go. But I want to keep it honest with you guys and I just hope that you tune in and you listen. And lately, I've been dealing with what I would say is imposter syndrome, where I just feel like, am I really meant to be a podcast host? Like, am I doing this? Do people really like my content? Um, you know, and that's that's kind of scary. But um, I do believe that God gave me this passion and this purpose to start this podcast so I must, 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 must fulfill it. And if he gave me the vision, then he definitely prepared me and will continue to prepare me to be on this journey and teach me the right things to do. And I'm definitely pushing through that imposter syndrome. So I encourage all of you out there who want to start a new project and you feel like you are an imposter, you're not. Um, You're prepared in more ways than you think you are and definitely have the courage to move forward. And I love this time of year. It's almost close to Christmas, almost close to New Year's. That's my real favorite holiday. But um, it's almost close to Christmas. And 2020 is winding down. And wow, I can probably speak for everyone when we all say no one thought our 2020 was going to be like this. I was definitely one of those people that 2020 was going to be my year and I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And um, so before I reflect on 2020, I'm going to bring you guys back and open up a little bit about myself and my journey. So I'm bringing you back 
to July 2019. I know you're like, why are you taking me back there? But if you keep listening, you'll see. You'll see why I took you back there. So 2019 of July. Um, actually, not July. Actually, August. Let me speed up for a little bit. Um, I found out I was pregnant with my first son. Well, my only son, sorry. <laughs> I found out I was pregnant with my first. And um, I was shocked because it was not planned. And um, I was almost 30. And I said, if I could get to 30 and celebrate 30, I will settle down, have a child. Well, God had a different plan for me. So not only was I pregnant, but I was getting ready to make a huge move across country. For those of you who who don't know, I am a Cali girl born and raised. Um, West Coast is the best coast, as I like to say. And I was getting ready to move to Maryland to join my husband. I had stayed back a year for a career opportunity that didn't work out. Um, I was disappointed in that moment that it didn't work out for me, but um, I always feel like God always has a better plan. So September 2019, I moved to Maryland to be with my husband, and I immediately have to find a job. So I found a job, moved, we got settled. Um, We moved again in November of that year to a new city because I was commuting four hours a day, two hours to work, two hours home um, because I found a job in D.C. And I don't know about you guys, but commuting four hours pregnant is a lot. So we moved little bit closer. My commute only went down 40, went to a 45 minute to an hour commute. And so I was grateful for that. So big move across country, pregnant. So 2020 comes and we're doing well, healthy pregnancy. I gave birth to my son March 14th, 2020. And that was literally two days before the world shut down. And as you guys all know, we've been dealing with the COVID pandemic and just could never imagine that the world would shut down. Um, Very shocking. And then not only that, having to give birth in the middle of a pandemic is is a whole nother beast and a whole nother game. And um, that was before major protocols were in place. So we got in and we got out, gave birth to a healthy baby boy. Um, that's my little Trey Bay, my little papa. I love him. And so, of course, the first two months, so March to May, were a blur. Um, a lot of non-sleepless nights, um, getting up and breastfeeding and just doing what new moms do. You're just lost and you don't know what day it is, don't know what time it is. I just remember I would hand my baby off to my husband and my mom. I call them my dream team because they came through. Um, and I remember I go to sleep and wake up at like 12 and have like coffee the first like like it was 7 a.m. in the morning. And um, I really appreciate my husband and my mom for taking care of me and taking care of the baby and helping me. And so about month three into 2020, which would be for me, July, um, after our wrong, June, June, 
June 1st, I went back to work and I thought I could handle it because we were working from home and I just knew like working from home was easy. It was a dream I always had, but it is so different working from home with an infant, Um, especially a newborn who is on their own schedule. They're not on your schedule. And so I remember the first day of work, I started, my mom was gone, my husband was gone, and it was just me and him, and I was so scared. Um, I was literally terrified because I had never been just alone. I had my dream team, and now it was just me and him. And, you know, the first day we pushed through, but I remember my husband coming home, and I literally was in tears. And he was like, what happened? And I was like, it's just been a rough day. It's just me and him. I don't know if he likes me. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Like he was crying. Like I couldn't get any work done. I don't know how to balance my schedule. Like all the things that you have to learn to balance with motherhood. And I remember reading something on social media on one of my friend's pages. I can't remember But they said, like, in a nutshell, that you are a woman, but the mother of you, the mother in you as a woman isn't born until you give birth. And I found that so profound because, you know, our whole lives were told, oh, you're going to be a great mom. Or, you know, like, when the baby comes, you'll be fine. And that's not true. Um, You don't know what you're doing, (laughs) for sure. And you got to figure it out. And, you know, you got to figure out your own rhythm. And so, you know, to all my moms out there and my new moms who joined me this year in motherhood, I saw a lot of my friends give birth. Give yourself some grace and give yourself some kudos for pushing through not only being pregnant, but having a baby during pandemic when the world was shut down. Um, That actually reminds me of the first time I went in the store with my husband just to get out because I was, you know, stuck in the, you know, you're stuck in the house. And I remember we picked up the last pack of newborn diapers and the shelves were bare. And I just broke into tears because I was like, my baby's not going to have enough diapers, which is not true. But at that moment, that's what it felt like. And I just remember him looking at me because it was oh, it was really like survival of the fittest out there, y'all. Like people were snatching things off the shelf. And I just was not prepared. I was not prepared mentally or emotionally. And so I thank my husband for having my back in that moment. But I just remember like just being so scared. And so when I talk about that, um, those emotions, that leads me to about between months four and six of my son being born, I dealt with and still dealing with postpartum depression. And unbeknownst to me, you know, you go to the hospital, they give you a little, you know, you'll get mommy blues for a little bit. And then like, I think it's one in two women suffer from postpartum depression. And that usually kicks in right after like, four weeks of or two weeks of mommy blues. And I remember talking to my sister, shout out to her. She's given me a lot of mom knowledge. And she said, "Um, no, ma'am, postpartum depression can come any, anywhere up to a year after the baby's born. And I was so shocked that I wasn't given that knowledge because I was just thinking, oh, 
you know, I would cry here and there, you know, that's your hormones, like coming back to being balanced. And I didn't realize that you can have postpartum after that. Like, like I said, mine didn't hit until months four through six. And mine wasn't necessarily crying. Like it was anger. It was frustration. It was anxiety. And I could tell it was anxiety because anytime my husband would leave us, um, I'd be scared every day. Just me and my son, just scared every day. Anxiety on high because, you know, I needed my partner there to help me with my son. And I remember feeling frustrated and I remember um, feeling like I wasn't a good mom. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, but feeling like I wasn't a good mom, not feeling like myself, not feeling pretty. Um, I'm pretty I would say I'm about 90% body positive, which I think is great, especially after having a baby because he gave me stretch marks in places I don't appreciate, but I still love him. But I just remember not feeling like myself and feeling like I was outside of my body. And um, so I know me and I know me as a person. Um, I don't handle big life adjustments well. And so what I did was I got into therapy. Our job offered Talkspace, which you've heard me mention on a previous episode with Kira. And I found a therapist that specialized in um, motherhood and postpartum. And I just started talking to her. And, you know, that mom guilt is real and postpartum is real. So for me, because I am a advocate of therapy. I've done the work thus far. So me just texting her and telling her how I felt, because you can choose what platform you want. So, you know, we message back and forth. I call it texting because it's like a chat room. But we message back and forth. And that helped me, helped me to see like, I'm okay. Help me to see like it's normal, you know, help me to see that um, a lot of moms go through it. Um, and it wasn't just me. And so that helped me. And then also, you know, as my son got older, um, putting him on a schedule is everything. I am a schedule advocate type parent. And so as he got older and we started putting on a schedule, that helped. And I really emphasized on getting work done at work during his nap time. And that helped me find solace because I'm a hard worker and I always want to meet my deadlines and get my goals done. That's just how I function as a person. And so that helped. But then also knowing that some days he's not going to go down on time. Some days he's going to fight a nap. And really be open to flexibility. If anything at all, being a mom has taught me that flexibility is everything and it's no longer a want, it's a need when you have a child. And so you have to learn how to be flexible and you have to learn how to adapt to their schedule um, and do the best you can and know that you're doing the best you can. And on those days that are really tough, um, just remind yourself that you're doing well or think of one positive thing you did that day to keep you pushing and, you know, Rely on your partners. For those of you who do have partners, rely on your partners and saying like, hey, I need a break or hey, 
can I get 30 minutes to myself? I really learned to take breaks and know that you can't do it all. You're a great mom. You don't have to be superwoman because you're still human and you still have needs. And then that's another thing that I learned from therapy that um, I would become frustrated when a need of mine wasn't being met because I felt like I had to do everything for my son. So it'd be like, you know, did I have my coffee yet? Nope, I had to stop and breastfeed. That's another thing about breastfeeding. Um, that can control your life too. So for all those moms that are out there breastfeeding, you know, give yourself grace, you know, give yourself a break, like know that it's not an easy journey. I'm in month eight, almost nine of breastfeeding. And, you know, I wanted to quit months four through six, but, you know, I pushed through because it, it's a personal goal of mine. And um, if you couldn't breastfeed, there's no judgment. You're doing what's best for your baby. Formula works just as well. And I've heard about all the mom shaming Facebook groups and everything. And, you know, just know that you have my support. Uh, whatever you're doing for your child, a fed baby is best. But I did learn to go back to therapy. I did learn that when I get frustrated, to sit back and take a moment and reflect on where my needs aren't being met. And if they're not being met, what can I do to make sure they get met? Like, you know, I have to feed my son. Okay, after I feed my son, then I'm going to have my cup of coffee no matter what. Or I can squeeze in 30 minutes of exercise here. Let me do it. Like, And that's really helping me through my postpartum journey, um, through my motherhood journey. And, you know, just the support of my tribe. I've had friends reach out and check up on me, you know, family. It's really important. Um, there is, I feel like there's a secret society in motherhood where, you know, people that, you know, you may not even be close to, but our moms, they feel you and they reach out and they let you know that they're there. And um, if you're experiencing that, take advantage of that. Ask the questions that you don't know and also, you know, do your research and know where to go um, between that. So, you know, most of my 2020 has been about motherhood and that's okay. Um, you know, I needed to take a break and reset my life and reset my intentions and reset what inspires me. And I feel like having a child did that for me. Um, and I'm thankful for that because I feel like the road I was on before was close, but now that, you know, I'm a mom and I'm a wife, well, I've been a wife for about four years, but now that I'm a mom, I kind of have a different focus. Um, my son is part of my why, but he's not all of my why, what I do things because I'm a firm believer in myself. And I like to prove things to myself and I like to make sure that I'm still goal oriented and still doing the things that bring me joy because I believe that motherhood is a part of my joy, but I'm a huge part of my joy and what makes me happy and me being happy allows me to give myself to the many roles that I serve in my life. And so the other part of 2020 has been developing this podcast and um, what I wanted to do. So fun fact, the first three episodes of the Perspective of a Black Woman series, I recorded eight months pregnant. 
So if you hear me breathing extra hard or um, (laughs) you hear me just, you know, taking a lot of breaks or just, you know, it's just me just figuring it out, guys, just figuring out how to interview people. It looks so much easier on TV than in real life. And um, I thank my three friends for coming to the table and allowing me to interview them and speaking their truth. And um, I really developed this podcast because I felt like something was missing. I feel like Black women, were killing it. Like we're killing it in 2020, despite the pandemic. We've been killing it for a long time. I just feel like the world finally caught on to us, but I know we've been on for a minute. Um, I feel like the space that is needed is for us to come to the table and tell our truths. And I feel like telling the truth is hard, but there's always lessons when you tell the truth. There's always things you learn. There's moments where you have to sit. I don't know if you've ever sat with yourselves and like just had honest moments with yourselves and truths about yourselves. But I've been thinking about this podcast since 2018 when I went to um, therapy, when I had a crisis mode one time in my life. And my therapist always challenged me to see the truth in things, you know, outside of my feelings, outside of being like highly emotional. Like, what's the truth behind your actions? What's the truth behind why you're doing what you're doing or what someone did to you? Or what's the truth behind how you're going to process hurt? How you're going to process pain? How you're going to process forgiveness? Because all those things are areas in life that we're not taught. You know, I was taught the truth about boundaries and how when you set boundaries, some people don't like them. Some people will drop off the face of the earth. Like some people will learn to respect your boundaries. And, you know, it amazed me that I didn't have boundaries in any relationships in my life. And I thought like, well, my parents are supposed to teach me boundaries. Like, why didn't they teach me boundaries? And then, you know, I realized that as you get older, your parents are human. And I personally didn't witness my parents set boundaries with people. Um, That may be because, fun fact, I'm a preacher's kid. So both parents are pastors. So maybe they feel like in their pastor capacity and in life, they always have to be there for people. But I realized that boundaries were healthier for me and it helped me to stop doing certain things like overindulging in friendships um, where I felt like I was giving way more than friends were giving back to me, overindulging in my relationship with my husband um, and setting boundaries with him. And I thought setting boundaries with him was going to end the world, but he actually appreciated it and appreciated me telling him my truth and how I felt. And um, it's made us stronger. And so I felt like I needed to start this podcast to bring Black women to the table to tell their stories, because I feel like everyone has a story that can help someone else. I just remember going through certain issues and I would be speaking to a homegirl and she'd be like, oh, girl, I went through that. And they'd be like, we've been friends. Like, 10 years and you ain't never told me you went through that. And, you know, I didn't take it personal, but, you know, I wanted to know the truth behind it. And it seemed like a lot of the truth or a lot of the facts were that 
we have to deal with things on our own or we should deal with things on our own because we are raised on generations of superwoman and we must do it all and or we don't want to be judged by our friends because we took our man back because he cheated like all this you know crazy things that are in our heads that in reality like if I'm your homegirl and you my homegirl and I trust you enough to share because I get it we all have different levels of friendships some friends you could tell every single dirty secret of your life and it will go nowhere. And then there are some people you can't tell them nothing because they can't hold water. So I understand. But if it's one of, you know, your deep homegirls, your your bestie, and, you know, you're afraid to tell them because you think you need to handle on your own or you don't want to be, you don't want people to come in your space um, because you don't want them to treat you like a victim or look at you any kind of way. Those are the walls I want to break down with black women. I want us to be able to have a safe space. And that's why I created this safe space. And to know with myself and future guests that this is a safe place for you to come and to share your story. So if there's something that you guys want to hear, um, let me know. You know, send me an email if you got my personal number, send me a text. Um, message me on social media, um, and I will definitely bring it to the table for y'all because I created this podcast for Black women, not just myself. And I'm really hoping and praying that it will take off to the magnitude that it needs to and that it will reach the people that it needs to. And so as far as launching, guys, you know, with motherhood, it took me a while, but I was like, what really pushed my buttons was like, I got three episodes about 2020. It's about to be 2021. So ma'am, you need to get started. And so I got started and, you know, I was like, I'm that person that I want everything perfect. I'm like, ooh, my logo's not right. Ooh, this not right. Ooh, that not right. And God was like, just start. It doesn't matter. No one cares. Um, it's funny how we put so much emphasis on stuff that does not matter. You know, I mean, of course, I want y'all like my logo, so I made it look nice. You know, shout out to my friend Siobhan for making it for me. But, um, you know, I just got started and I feel like we often stop ourselves because we're so worried about being perfect. And then I realized I'm like, the name of your podcast is Black Women Unfiltered. So they're going to just have to see the journey from the not so great episodes to the point where the episodes are bomb. Um so where you hear the editing is not right. Like I want to give y'all the truth behind everything. So if I don't edit a video or if I stutter in a video, y'all gonna know because you know why? I don't want to be perfect. I want to tear that image down of being perfect. I don't want people to always perceive that, you know, oh, this is perfection. Like I want to um, show the failures and the the not so good moments. And I also want to show you guys the good moments. And I hope you celebrate me in that. 2020 was a year of reflection. And I feel like, you know, everyone said 2020 was going to be their year. Heard a lot of people saying that. And then in reality, 2020 was our year. I feel like it's just in a different way. So, you know, catch this if you agree with me. 2020 was a year to sit back and reflect on what was going on in our lives. Um, We were living day to day. I don't know about you, but I definitely was going through the motions, work, home, husband, 
you know, repeat, work home husband exercise, work home husband doctor's appointments. Like we were so in the routine of life. Were we really living life? And were we really on where we were supposed to be or where we wanted to be? So I felt like God stopped the world so that we could sit back and reflect on where we really wanted to be or focus on areas in our lives that needed attention. Um, Whether it was your career life needed attention, your home life with your kids, your home life with your husband, your home life with family, even if you don't have kids or a husband, with boyfriends, relationships, friendships. Like it was just a time to sit back and reflect because we, not reflect, (laughs) reflect, sit back and reflect on our lives and, you know, how we were living them and how we were just doing the day to day. Um, I know for me, that was one thing that stuck out was to sit back and reflect on my life. And, you know, obviously for me, family, you know, I was really blessed to have my husband who's in the military. They normally get like two weeks for daddy, um, daddy daycare. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, They get two weeks for, you know, parental leave. And, you know, that's not enough, especially for those of you that had newborns, like that's not enough. Um, But I was blessed to have him home for a whole month because the world shut down. And then, you know, he was um, large and in charge, so he needed to get back to work. But that was important for me to really sit and focus. You know, we've really bonded with our son and he knows us well and we've gotten to see him um, grow. Um, I got to stay home with him for eight months. That's that's a blessing. I know some moms have to go back right away. Some only do three months. So the fact that I got to stay home with him that long and still home, I'm still home now. Um, you know, that's a true blessing. And then 2020 also made me sit back and think about my goals and my dreams. And I have a dream to be a serial entrepreneur. And in my 20s, I got a little distracted, Um, (laughs) but I feel like I'm back on course to what I want it to be. And, um, you know, the podcast is just one of the many lanes that I want to get into because I want to build generational wealth for my family. And I want to leave a legacy for my family. And I want, you know, my son one day to be like, my mom, excuse my language, is a badass. And she did it. She did it. She created um, generational wealth for our family. She gave us a name and a platform. And I feel like me and my husband will accomplish that. So for me, my 30s is really grind mode and building my family. And also the I've learned the importance of saying what you want and what you need and making it happen. Like I'm not only setting boundaries still, still learning to set boundaries. That's a daily goal for me in my personal life, but in my career life and knowing that, you know, I bring a lot to the table. Um, It's not to be cocky, but, you know, I bring a lot to the table skill wise and I just haven't reached that career pinnacle that I want yet. Um, and I may never reach it because God may have a different plan for me, but I've been in the workforce for 10 years plus, um, and I just haven't got to where I want it to be, but I also believe that, you know, jobs can limit you and your abilities, but 
I've been really showing out during this pandemic. I've been, you know, really trying to take leadership roles and projects that I'm assigned and really showcasing my skill set because I know for me, I still have to work until I can make my entrepreneur goals and dreams come true. I still have to work to, you know, help and support my family. And I'm okay with that. And so I've really been showing out and I've been setting boundaries and like letting people know, but also like letting people see my skills and putting my skills to the table and speaking up for myself. So I definitely encourage, you know, who's ever listening and needs this message to really, you know, say what you want and say what you need and make it happen. Um, and then, you know, my last moments of 2020 and going into 2021, I'm hoping that this podcast will take off and that it will bring a whole wealth of new opportunities for me Um, because I really want to get into speaking roles and hosting roles and I'm hoping to one day do a live podcast and I'm hoping to really make this a brand, Um, whether it's like self-help retreats and, you know, conferences. I'm really all about woman empowerment and especially empowering our black women. There's no better time. And I know there's people out there doing the same thing as I am. So I'm hoping to connect. If you could connect me with someone, let's make it happen. Um, But I'm really hoping that this podcast um, will be a dream come true. And I know it will be. Um, And I'm super excited for you all who have been on this journey with me thus far. It's only going to get better because I'm only going to keep working on this craft and bringing this content to you. So I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to my first solo episode. I hope you will come back for more episodes. I hope you will listen to the previous episodes and just continue to support me. I also wanted to say in 2021, you can look forward to more episodes, more content, uh, more blog posts, more social media activity. And um, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And I hope that you guys are spending this time with your families and your loved ones. I know I'll be loving up on my hubby and my baby boy. So you guys really take this time to enjoy these last few weeks of 2020. And I will see you guys in 2021. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Black Woman Unfiltered Podcast. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram at Black Women Unfiltered Podcast. Also, check out our website at www.blackwomenunfiltered.net for weekly blog posts and episode recaps written by our host, Whitney. If today's episode reached you or you know someone who could learn something from it, please click subscribe and share this podcast episode. See you guys next week.